past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad that you're joining us here today and you are going to be glad to join us because we have a guest that is going to share some very critical information to getting promoted. And this is a big topic. I see a lot of people writing about it, asking about it. How do I get that promotion when I feel like I just keep getting passed over? And Christy, Christy Noel, she brings a different perspective on this because she is Vice President of Digital Marketing Services at Mobile Cause and also a career coach. So Christy, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Marie. Great to be here. Yeah, so you also have a book where you talk about career topics, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But let's just kick off here with you talk about not confusing activity with accomplishment. Can you share a little bit more with that and how that fits into people earning their promotions? Absolutely, and the I learned this the hard way. <laughs> And because I was working really long hours and not always focused on the right things. I was doing busy work. I made sure I got through all my emails every day, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it can not always be a good thing. And I was watching other people that I worked with who seemed to be not working nearly as hard, but were getting recognized and rewarded. And I kind of thought, well, what's going on? And and then finally, and maybe I was a little slow to to figure it out, but it's not about activity, it's about accomplishment. And you have to remember as an employee, your goal for the company is to add value and and create value for the company. And the more value you create for the company, the more valuable you are for the company. And on the flip side, if you're not driving a lot of value or outcome or accomplishments, then your value is diminished. And so a lot of companies, it doesn't matter how much activity you do. It's all about the accomplishment. So if you can generate X number of sales or create X number of leads or um, do mergers and acquisitions, and that's what's driving the company, that's what they're going to notice. And and it doesn't matter how many hours a day it takes to do that. And so it's really understanding what your boss, your company, your department values. Is it activity or is it accomplishment? Most of the time, it's an accomplishment, and then make sure what you're doing is in line with accomplishments and what the goals of the company or your boss are in those accomplishments. Yes, and this is something we can get confused about. Like if I'm doing good work, I'm, as you said, getting through my emails or doing the activities I think are expected of me, of course I'm going to get that attention. But as you're saying, it's really the value that we're creating and does that value match up with what our boss is looking for? Exactly, and I'm a big to-do list person. I love my to-do list. I love the sense of accomplishment by crossing off my to-do list. But you have to ask yourself, at the end of the day, was the things that I crossed off material to what I'm trying to achieve, what the goals are? You know, it's like, so again, it's kind of, is it activities? It's, it's, you know, yeah, I like to cross off to-do lists and feel good about that. But really, did that move the needle for the company? Did that move the needle for my boss? You know, is that really where I should have been focused? And maybe I shouldn't go home with 10 things crossed off my to-do list, but I should spend a lot more time on this one thing that will significantly change, you know, the outcome of, or is the number one priority for my boss or the company or for me, what, you know, whatever that is. And it's really staying focused on what's most important and then putting your time and energy there, even if that means some of the busy work and some of the activities fall by the wayside. Yeah, and I'm guessing, so your book, uh, Your Personal Career Coach, Real World Experiences, talks about how you see people move to advancement and in your work, how you've seen this work and not work. And it sounds like as you've worked with people and internally seen what works and what doesn't work, 
part of it is knowing what your boss values, and that can be challenging. So tell us some of your tips for helping people really key in on what their boss values. Yes, and it can be because you might think, well, he's or she's the boss, so I'm going to, you know, just fall in line with that. But it's really more than that because they're managing a lot more than just you. So they don't know necessarily every project and every moment of every day of what you're working on. And so it's kind of taking direction but then putting the pieces together. And as I said, I you know, worked at a company and I could see other people getting recognition and rewarded and working not nearly as hard. And when I put it together, I realized, well, they were doing things that were really being noticed and appreciated by the CEO. They were, you know, making deals and bringing in new revenue and bringing in new customers. And I understand that not everybody is in sales and can do that, but it's whatever that same, you know, responsibility is for your world. And, but I had, on the flip side, Maria, I had a friend who is financial genius, uh, mathematical genius, excuse me, worked in finance, and he could do his job in half the time that his colleagues could. And so he said to his boss, you know, I'm done with my job by noon. Can I go home? And the guy said, no, I don't want everybody else to know <laughs> you're doing the job so much faster. So basically it made, made him sit in the office for a number of hours until it was time to go home. And there's a boss that is more interested in activity than accomplishment. So you can't necessarily ask your boss, hey, which one's more important to you? But you'll get signals and you know, by, by watching and hearing and listening, but most of the time it's accomplishments over activity. But if they're asking for lots of reports and lots of updates and lots of paperwork, and lots, then maybe it is more of an activity-based um, relationship with your boss. So when you people get these clues from their boss, and they might get it in their annual review, maybe there's a goal that they're setting or some kind of feedback that they're getting, what are some of the other clues that might tell them what their boss values? Well, what I always recommend is to ask for a, an either weekly or a biweekly meeting with your boss. If they, that's not always part of their standard operating procedure to go over the priorities for them and for you. So one of the main things to, to get recognized and rewarded is to understand what your boss's priorities are and then make sure whatever you're working on, your projects and priorities are in line with the boss. And so if you know what that she is trying to achieve a certain number of marketing leads or bring in a certain amount of uh, collections from the finance team, you know, whatever that is, then what you're going to work on and what you're going to prioritize is going to be in line with her priorities. But I also think it's really important, that's why I stress that to ask for a you know, week, meeting every week or every other week to go through your priorities and make sure that you're both on the same page and understanding what you're going to deliver and when and make sure it's in line with what he or she is expecting. Because there's nothing worse than you being focused on top three things and you think these are really important and you're really excited and you can't wait to get them done and then you find out that those were not on the top three of your boss. It's a major disconnect. It's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for them. It can be disappointing. And you could be totally, you know, wasting your time on something that maybe isn't as important as some other things. And it's just a communication. Uh, right, and you don't want to be happens. seen as a, a loose cannon. Doing. Exactly. Or, you know, or you don't understand the priorities or you are, you know, misguided or misinformed. So just by having that meeting, you can make sure everybody's on the same page. You can talk about this is what I'm focused on. Here's the projects and priorities. Here's what I'm going to do to support those. And just have a and, and here's you know, or if you don't know, when are they when are the deadlines? Or here's when I expect to get them done. Are they in line with when you're expecting them to be delivered? And then you just avoid all that wondering and miscommunication and frustration if your projects are out of alignment with what you're the expectations are from your boss. Yeah, and people might even take it one level higher than that and make sure they're going to division or company meetings and understanding what the big picture is so that they can take some initiative in addition to or alongside what might be going on in their with their immediate boss and show some initiative towards the bigger goals. 
Absolutely, and that's why I say if if understanding your boss's priorities and what they are trying to do and what how they're being measured for success, and you support your boss by understanding, you know, and, and again, like you just said, Marie, going up the chain, and maybe it's the company or the, your boss's boss, then you become even more valuable because you're helping to elevate your boss in the eyes of the company, the board, the management, you know, whatever that next level of they're reporting to. And so that makes you more valuable, again, to just in general across the company. And it's always great to understand what what the goal of the whole company is, the department, your boss, all the way down so that you are in line with all of those goals and uh, and are delivering what's going to, as I said, move the needle. Yeah, so there was such important, and it takes uh, kind of taking our head up out of the sand and paying attention to what's going on. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking with Chrissy about how we can make sure we get that promotion and get the visibility that we deserve. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice of America Business Channel. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture. But a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and BizHelp for you. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind. From payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips, you'll find something new with each week's episode. BizHelp for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. We're here today with Christy Noel, and she is author of Your Personal Career Coach, Real World Experiences. And Christy, you've been talking about how people can know what their boss expects and what they value and how they can have the meetings to really connect with their boss. Is there a time where you've seen this be really successful for someone in your work? Absolutely. And I think it's some, just a habit that everybody I recommend get into because I think there's this mindset, at least there was when I was going growing up in business, that if I work hard, I'm just going to be recognized and, you know, promotions will be given to me and therefore life's just going to happen. I'm just going to go up, you know, go up the ladder. And it doesn't work that way. You You have to be your own best advocate and, you know, promote yourself to get a promotion. It doesn't uh, necessarily always work sitting back and just waiting for people to recognize it. So one of the things that I always tell um, 
people is to make sure you remind your boss what you're working on and what you've accomplished and what projects you've been working on. Uh, Not to wait until your annual review and expect them to remember all the the great work that you've produced. And it's real simple, and it'll make such a difference in creating, increasing your value in the eyes of your boss and the company by sending an email on Friday. You can do it any day of the week. I like to do it on Friday because it's kind of like, hey, you know, recap for the week. Here's the, the, you know, one or two things that I, three, depending upon what your list is, you know, accomplished and and include the metrics for that. So I, you know, sent an email and we generated X number of leads at X number of a cost, cost. Or I was able to get so many invoices out or we collected so much in AP. Uh, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't have to be long dissertation or a long paragraph, but, you know, just bullet points. Here's the things that I did this week, and then I also like to include the things that I'm going to focus on next week. And, you know, as a result, or maybe next week I'm sh- shifting gears or I'm, you know, continuing this, I'm going to do these two or three things as a priority for next week. It's not necessarily, you know... Some people feel like, oh, I don't want to brag, I don't want to be cocky, but no, it's not because you, if you're not touting your own horn, it's unlikely anybody else is. And it's just a gentle reminder of, of what you're doing that's so important to the company and is you know, generating value for, for the company and your boss. And you can do it casual, you know, if you tell them to have a nice weekend or if you know what that's, you know. So it doesn't have to just be this, here is my list of, you know, wonderful things about me. But it also helps them to know what was accomplished. It goes into the weekend with a sense of confidence that things were taken care of and you know what's going to happen next week when you get back in. And just doing that on a regular basis, and if weekly feels too much, you can do it every other week. I would do it more than once a month because I don't think that's enough to keep it top of mind. But whatever you know, frequency that feels comfortable to you and your boss, uh, I don't th- I've never had anybody say, oh, you know what, I don't want to know what you did, you know dial it back. <laughs> Most of the time it's really well received and it gets you noticed and attention. And when that time is comes around for the annual review or somebody is in, a, there's an opening or a new position or there's a promotion, you're going to be thought of because they know what you can do and what you've done. Right. And there's a fine balance there of being too detailed and you got to know your boss. Does your boss value the big picture? Then communicate it in that kind of strategic voice. If they like the details, give them the details. So it's not just knowing their values, but knowing their communication style so you can communicate in a way that feels valuable to them. Absolutely, and that's so important. I'm glad you brought that up, Marie, because that's really important. It's it's understanding what they value. It's understanding how they prioritize things and, and valuing their time. So if they, you know, are a short and sweet kind of person and they want real direct communication kept to a minimum, then make sure your email uh, and your conversations reflect that. If they are more of a, I do like to get into the weeds and I do want to know some of the smaller details so I can feel confident, then you can give them that. So uh, it will definitely do more to help you if you are following the communication style of the recipient than just your own communication style. They might not always be the same. Right. And we might not think about that. And if we're really a detailed person and we're sending the details and they don't appreciate it, we can go, what, you know, what's, what's wrong here? Why don't they appreciate me? So, well, they, yeah, they, why am I drowning want the in 30, on this email? I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to read this whole thing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, but uh, exactly. And then you're thinking, well, they don't appreciate me. Why, why did I put all that time into it? It you know, totally backfired. What was Christy thinking? So yes, be in tune uh, to the communication style and how, how they use their time. So what are some other techniques that people have used to make sure their boss knows about their accomplishments? So, yes, we talked about doing a weekly check-in. We talked about um, getting on the same page with priorities. Uh, One that is really simple that I think is so important that is often overlooked is to communicate, and by that, and respond. So if you get a Slack or an IM or an email that with a, a question or a question you have to answer, but if it's a direction, please do this, send it back and say, got it, I'm on it, or uh, I received that document or something. 
take it off of the, the brain power of them wondering, did, did they get that email? Did they get that IM? Did they get that Slack? Are they working on it? I don't know. Cause, you know. And I'm guilty of it, too. It's like, yeah, I'm on it. I'm thinking to myself, great. But if I didn't say that to my boss, how would, how would he know? Maybe he's thinking it got lost in cyberspace or I'm ignoring him or something. So, again, it takes little effort, no time, and it can make a huge difference as far as increasing the confidence level that they know you're doing your job and doing it well. I also recommend people volunteer. And so if your boss asks you to take on more work or to tackle a new project, say yes, even if you don't know that you can do it. You can always figure it out later. They wouldn't ask you if they didn't think you could. And it shows initiative, it shows excitement, it shows enthusiasm. Now, I don't recommend you take on somebody's job, you know, because somebody got fired and they want you to do three people's job and they're not going to give you any more money. That's not the kind of volunteering I'm talking about, although I know that that happens. But if there's an opportunity to get new skills or stretch your skills or meet with different people in the company or the department or even within the industry, that's all good for you. And it shows you take the initiative, it shows you're smart, shows you're a go-getter. And if it's supporting the company and your boss, you're in a really good position again. Yeah, so taking that initiative and doing things that align with your strengths while being really clear about what it is that you are getting out of it. Not necessarily that we'll turn something down because it's not good enough for us, but to realize when something's not going to go well for you, when it doesn't use your strengths, when it uses one of your burnout skills, that might be a time when you say no or say maybe this would be a better fit for XYZ and really make sure that you're communicating your strengths and where you're going so that you can get opportunities that are in line with those. Yes, and I think it's sometimes we it's good to be pushed. Now, I, I agree with you completely. You don't want to take on something that's not your strength and set yourself up for failure, and I don't recommend somebody do that. But just because you're not 100% comfortable, it doesn't mean you should walk away from the opportunity. Sometimes it's good to be pushed a little bit. It's good to get uncomfortable. It's good to, to learn something new and, and push ourselves and have other people push. And it's amazing yeah. what things will, will come of it. Yeah, and sometimes we can let fear tell us, oh, this isn't our strength, when really we're saying no because we're afraid or uncomfortable, not necessarily because it's a bad fit. Absolutely. And unfortunately, you know, it's very easy for some of us to do that to ourselves and take ourselves out of the running before we even had the chance to find out if we, we could really do it because of that fear factor. And that's one of the areas, you know, people often say it's easy to take risks when you have resources or, you know, you start a side hustle, but I can't do that because I don't have money or I don't have time. And I respect that everyone has parts of their life that constrict them. However, this kind of volunteering or taking on something within the scope of our everyday work is a risk that we can take and not necessarily have to have a whole bunch of extra resources and time or money to do it. So I like that one. It's it's not necessarily easy, and it may mean a little bit more work. Um, but oftentimes, if we do it right, it's it's not more hours. It's just different hours. Exactly. And it's exactly what you said. It's, it's retaking some of that time and putting it into a different project. But if you're doing it in the context of your company, then yes, you probably do have resources that you wouldn't if it was a side hustle or something completely outside of the, what your day job is. Because you're going to have other employees and you're going to have um, you know, your boss and you're going to have other people who are managers in different departments that probably can assist you and give you a lot more support to try something new than you might if you were out doing it on your own. So it's a, it's a safer way to take a risk in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to get that recognition and then making sure, of course, that as you're doing that project, you're getting that visibility. Oh, yeah. And then follow my other points and make sure you're reminding them <laughs> uh, you know, what you're working on, what you're accomplishing, what your priorities and, and projects are for the next step of that. So you, you keep, keep reminding everybody how valuable you are. And so that they, you stay top of mind for additional projects and, and promotions. 
Yeah, and in that way, you could even communicate it very um, naturally. You know, not that I'm, we've accomplished all these great things with this project. That may be a good voice, but you could also say, I'm really enjoying this project. We've been able to do X, Y, or Z. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. So that you're communicating, and maybe your boss isn't, Per, you know, doesn't have purview to this project if it's external to your direct work. So then it's even more important to communicate what's going on. But it doesn't have to be this kind of bragging thing. It can be, thank you, I'm enjoying it. Here are the, the you know, the new things that, that we're doing, et cetera. Exactly. And I like to say, you know, things like, I'm really excited. This is what we, you know, what's come about of this project. Here are some of the results. It doesn't have to be like, I did this and I did that. It was like, I'm really excited. That, you know, I've been working on this team project, and here's what's come of it. This is great. You know, this is really fun. I'm learning, and it's working. Or yes. if it's not working, that's okay too, maybe. But, hey, this is what we've learned. And maybe that's a new project because it's something that's a new direction, and, and not every new idea works, but you learn from it, and you can share what those learnings are too, and how they may apply to something else to make it better down the road. Yeah. And we're really taking that opportunity to to share. So, Christy, I've really enjoyed having you on the show today, and I know that you have a, a download that people can go and get at Christy Noel, so C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-N-O-E-L dot com slash get promoted. So, Christy Noel dot com backslash get promoted. And if you're listening here today, you might also be interested. We have our sponsor, U.S. Career Institute, has a program where you can get a new career or some extra cash as talking about side hustles. So, for 35 years, they've been helping people prepare for work at home opportunities in the growing healthcare industry, medical coding and billing. So, you could be your own boss, choose your own hours and learn how to do it online in as little as four months. So this allows you to study at home or anywhere at your own pace, anytime, night or day. And again, the U.S. Career Institute is offering this opportunity right now. They're running a promotion. Um, you can visit workfordoctors.com backslash career. And if you enroll with the code career, C-A-R-E-E-R, by Monday, October 7th, you get 25% off tuition. So if you've been thinking about a side hustle or changing careers into healthcare, go and look at that opportunity from U.S. Career Institute, workfordoctors.com backslash career. And Christy, thank you so much for joining us here today and sharing your stories about how we can get promoted. If you're listening to The Career Confidant, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back, but we're going to say goodbye to Christy. So thank you very much. Thank you, Marie. Appreciate it. It was really fun to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. 
Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant and today we've been talking with christy noel And if you were listening and you missed the link for her download, eight simple things that will get you promoted, christynoel.com backslash get promoted. And she was talking about how we can figure out what our bosses need, what they want, what we can do that aligns with the values that they have. And, you know, in the marketing and sales world, that might be leads or sales or or new markets, new companies, new customers. In our job, it may be different, of course. And so really understanding what it is that our bosses need from us and what they're looking for is important. Oftentimes, this isn't as easy for them to articulate as we might think it is. You can always look back at past reviews. What were some of the comments that were made when you missed a mark? When you did something that that they valued, what was some of the feedback that they've given in the past might help you identify those values that are coming in in the future. And sometimes you get it from the remarks that they make. So I worked at at, um, at an office when I first started working after college. And it was the remark was made that a, a couple of times that my boss, really didn't want to have to deal with people walking in the office. And this was difficult for me because that wasn't necessarily something I valued, was having me at a desk sitting there to be able to answer people's questions when they walked in the door wasn't something I saw as valuable. But when I paid attention and got over myself a little bit, I could see that that was really valuable to her. She wanted me to be in my desk, at my desk, as much as possible during the day so that she didn't have to deal with people walking in the door. And that made me really valuable to her. It also made me realize that I probably should start looking for a different job because that wasn't um, necessarily a good use of my skills. But it made me a really good troubleshooter. And I got really, really good at unjamming a printer. Some of those life skills that will take me somewhere someday, I'm sure, and make me valuable to someone else as well. But if I really listened and paid attention, those aren't necessarily things that I valued, but they were valuable to her. And if I wanted to succeed where I was, I needed to be able to do them well. Being able to do them quickly then gave me an opportunity to meet other people's needs. This is part of our challenge in the workplace and getting promotions, of course, is that we may have a direct boss who is in charge of maybe our salary, our performance reviews, but then we most likely have other people external to our direct boss who are maybe even in a better position to give us a promotion. And We have to balance being able to meet the needs of our direct boss because if we're not performing and not getting good performance reviews in our current position, it's going to be really challenging to get a promotion. However, if we're not also interacting with and getting the attention of people externally, it may be difficult to get a promotion. So we're figuring out how to balance all of those needs. And you've probably heard me tell the story of how I was going out of my way to help a non-boss, one of my boss's bosses, if you will, and 
got reprimanded by my boss for doing something without asking her permission. This is the line that we walk. This is how we figure it out. And being early in my work and early in my career, I didn't understand that, yes, even though I might be meeting the need of my boss's boss, I still needed to have that approval and communication with my boss so that she didn't feel like I'd gone around her um, and, and made her look bad. When we're in a new position, that can be a challenge to understand our boss's personality. Some bosses would love that you went around them, perhaps if that's how you want to say it, and made them look good because you did the right thing. Other bosses are going to be upset that you didn't include them in that conversation, didn't consult them before you made that decision. We have to ask those questions, have those conversations, and err on the side of, too much communication until our boss tells us that they don't need us to do that. When I was (laughs) just thinking, uh, working with a a client, actually, a coaching client who was working for a C-level professional as an administrative assistant and kind of new in that role, trying to figure out how to navigate working for an executive and what do they need And so we had her ask her boss, you know, what level of detail did he want in the weekly emails? Because as Christy had suggested, we decided one of the strategies she was going to use was going to her boss every week with an email that said, this is what I've gotten done this week. These are my priorities for next week. And that communication was going to help him feel like he knew what was going on and could impact, affect, make change in her priorities as he needed to. She was worried about the amount of detail that would be appropriate because um, he was kind of a detailed guy, but also a C-level. So I said, you know, just ask him, what level of detail would you like? And then try it, get feedback. Was that too much? Was that not enough? How can I make sure that that I connect with what you're looking for? They had a weekly meeting as a small group of his team and didn't really want to do a one-on-one meeting for the two of them. So that became the impetus for this weekly email was after hearing the group meeting, these were the, the takeaways, this is what she was going to move forward for the week. And didn't have to take his time one-on-one to do that, to check in after the group meeting, but instead was doing it via email and it worked pretty well. The challenges can come when we have a different communication style with our boss, as Christy and I were discussing, when we might be a really detailed person and our boss is a big picture person, we have to adjust our communication style to match that or we're going to get the feedback that we've got too much detail, we're always in the weeds, those kind of negative assumptions that are made when the communication styles are different. And the opposite might be true, which was what was going on with me and my first kind of non-college job boss. I tend to be a more bigger picture picture person, solve the problem, worry about the details later. And she was a very detailed person. I didn't know that, didn't think about it, and didn't communicate in a way that appreciated the level of communication and detail that she desired. As an employee, usually that comes back negatively to reflect on us, and we have control over doing it differently. One of the other things that Christy talked about was understanding that activity versus achievement. And as I shared it in my job at that time, really activity was more important. It was more important that I sat at the desk and was able to answer the questions than that I achieved any big changes in the program or doing things differently or improving efficiency. Some of those accomplishments that seemed more flashy to me as a young professional weren't really things that she valued. And I had to adjust and in some ways figure out how to do both that activity 
and meet her needs as well as the accomplishments that would help me get some visibility with other people within the department who could positively impact my opportunities to take on new projects, do different things, and get some advancement, although advancement wasn't really um, an opportunity in that position. There were opportunities for projects and other ways to, to spread my wings and get other experiences. And oftentimes, as a young professional, that's the case. Your opportunities for growth may be limited or maybe distant. So it's looking for those opportunities to spread your wings, get on some other projects, interact with some other people, and yet we can't let that take away from our performance in our everyday job, which may be more activity-based for our direct boss. Learning how to navigate that and balance those things was part of the lesson in my first job and there's a tendency to overvalue the things that come from your boss's boss or the people that are parallel to that boss's boss and there's danger there because as I said the performance where we are and the appraisal of that performance by our direct boss is going to impact our ability to be mobile within our our job. We're going to take a short break when we come back, give you a, a little checklist of things to do so that you can get that promotion that you've been been wanting. We'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Christy Noel about how to get promoted. And if you are looking for a promotion, the first thing I would do is go to christinoel.com backslash get promoted, get her checklist. I'm going to add a few things here in our discussion. So as we talked about, first thing is understanding what your boss's priorities are, what they value. How do you understand if they value activity 
an accomplishment, maybe a mix of the two, and what accomplishments make the most sense to share. It's nice if you can have a regular conversation with your boss weekly, bi-weekly. It's wonderful if that can be in person, and here's why. You want to pay attention to what they say and how they react to what you're saying. So in their body language, you can tell when they tune out, that's too much detail. When they're leaning forward or really looking at perhaps a sheet that you're sharing, then they've got that interest and this is important to them. And when you're having that meeting, you're thinking about the communication style. Do they want the 30,000 foot view? Do they want all the detail? And then you're asking for feedback. What would they like to see in the future? Was this helpful? What would they like more of? What would they look like less of? And you can ask for that feedback during the meeting. You can also ask for that feedback via email. Sometimes it's easier for people to offer feedback via email. Give them an opportunity to do it in a way that works for them. And be thoughtful about how you approach it based on what you know about them and their communication style. So identify those things that are important to them. What do they want you to be achieving? What are the goals? And what are the unstated goals behind that? Then go to bigger meetings. Go to your division meetings. Go to your company meetings. Find out what's valuable to the company, to the division at large, and start incorporating that into your meetings with your boss. Start thinking outside of just your one-on-one conversations and bringing up topics that apply to the bigger picture. You can test out the waters of how, how are they reacting when you bring up those bigger topics, when you're adding insights and taking initiative towards those bigger goals. And as you get the the feedback and see how they're reacting, then you know where to go. What types of initiatives might you be able to take on outside of your everyday job where you can add some value and get some visibility bigger than your direct boss? Take advantage of projects and opportunities where you can get that bigger visibility. Ask for opportunities, ask for options. Ask for ways that you can add more value, making sure that it's aligned with what your boss values and how they want you to be participating in the conversation. If these conversations don't go well, if you continue to get red flags around them kind of keeping you in your place, keeping you small, if you will, those are opportunities for you to look elsewhere. Don't stop performing where you are. Don't stop doing the the things that are important to that boss. Um, don't go around them and, and try to find those bigger opportunities despite, but find ways to grow your visibility and start thinking about if this is an, a red flag, that it might be time for you to make a move to somewhere else. If your boss is blocking you, if If that's the way it feels, you might be right, and there's no no sense in beating your head up against that brick wall. So pay attention to those signs. Really think about that. Perhaps get a a mentor or someone external to your division, maybe even external to your organization, who can help you think through those red flags critically. You don't want to you know, hop out of the frying pan into the fire, especially if there's some ways that you're adding to the problem that you need to identify first. So be self-critical, self-aware, and also looking to those red flags and paying attention to them. A surprising tip here, take your vacation. There's a lot Uh, Well, not being a lot. There is some research to support that if you are there all the time, one, you might be more focused on activity than accomplishment, as Christy shared was happening to her early in her work. But also, you're never creating that sense of scarcity about yourself. 
you're never showing people what they might value that you do that they don't think about that you do because you're always there. It is, it makes some sense, common sense when we think about it, that taking vacation, limiting your hours in some ways is beneficial to you when you're always there and you're the first one in, the last one out. For a while, there may be some valor in that, but after a while, it just starts to feel like, wow, why can't Marie get her job done in the same amount of time everyone else gets it done, right? Why does Marie think she's so important she can never take a vacation? When you do those things, when you create a little bit of scarcity around yourself and your time, you may actually increase your value at your work because people recognize what doesn't get done when you're not there. So if you've been that person that's been, you know, working all hours of the day, all hours of the night, and you're wondering why you're not getting a promotion, consider what it would look like to cut that back, scale back, not be underperforming or or be there less than you're supposed to be, but to have a life outside of work, to state your priorities, to value your own time, and how does that go? How would that look? And what might that mean to your organization and what that might mean for your career? As you're thinking about uh, promotion and what you want to do to get that promotion, it really is not always in your control. Take control of what you have control over, your actions, your communication, making sure that you're doing your work and performing, and also stepping outside of that role as appropriate to get other opportunities, to get visibility, and to make the connections and the relationships that will really help you advance your career. Next week, we've got another guest here on The Career Confidant. I hope you'll come and learn. And if you have other ideas, things that you want to learn about or or guests that we should have on the show, you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.